Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Monday show. Hopefully you're doing all right. The last day of the month. Oh, I got to stop my uh, replay here real quick. Almost, almost didn't catch that. Hopefully you're doing good this morning. I'm doing all right. I got my coffee. I, I was up a little, little late last night trying to figure out some things, trying to write some code, which I haven't done in a long time. So if there's any coders out there, any software developers that know Python and API requests, send me an email. <laughs> I might need your help. Anyways, come on. Got to get my stuff all working. All right, guys. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSC. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you that's been through a rough experience about nine years and uh, have developed some techniques and tips over the years that I use to maintain my own sanity that I share with you to help you do the same. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be careful going around and playing therapist. It just gets you into trouble. It hurts your credibility, especially if you're in court. I mainly, mainly when I say that is like if you're dealing with stuff and you're in court, you don't want to be walking in and... Uh, telling everybody that you've determined what all the problems are and it's all the other person and it's because they have a personality disorder even if you'd basically be 100% correct just uh, be careful on that if you like what's going on here and you want to help support it you can do that by becoming a channel member there's a link in the description and, and you can find that on the main YouTube page and with that you get Special badges, custom emojis, name listed in the credits, and access to member-only events, as well as the member-only Discord section. The whole Discord is not a member-only thing. So, If you want to get a text notification whenever the show goes live, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And if you want to call into today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. And on that, man, the 30th, the last day of this month. For a crazy year, isn't this year just like flying by? I don't know if you're feeling that way, but I surely am. Anyways, so... Um, I, I'm trying to think, you know, it, one of the things that, that I think gets us in trouble is getting stuck in our own old, old patterns, the way we think things are supposed to be, or the way we even think that we are supposed to, uh, respond Um, and I know for me, I don't know, maybe it's just me. So I'll throw this out here and maybe some of you guys can relate to this. Maybe not. I'd love to hear it in the comments, what you guys think for the, for the people watching live. <clears throat> and that is, I would get caught up thinking that I have to do things a certain way that I, that, okay, well, I've always done it this way, so I can't switch it because I've committed to that way. And I do not know why it was so difficult for me to break those patterns, to be able to say, huh, you know what? I could try something different. I can, uh, I can just see how different things go. And what I've noticed for me is ultimately I had to just get to the point where I just, it's like my, my, <laughs> my, uh, S's to give, so to speak, just kind of ran out. And I'm like, all right, I just got to try something different. But I know for me personally, especially whenever anxiety gets rolled into the mix, it's like I lose sight of all that. I, I, I get fixated on it's supposed to be this way. I'm going to go this way. And even if there's a better direction or, or a different path to take. It's so tough for me to see that sometimes. 
And to be honest, even I would say probably in the past, even if someone was to say, hey, man, you know, if you if you looked over here to the left instead of trying to go to the right. You could, you know, you could go around that obstacle or you could have a different experience. You know, why are you trying so hard to to commit to a certain path and stick with that? Now, I'm not trying to say that you, you know, if, if something's working and you feel good with it to, you know. Why change what's broken, right? That old saying. But I think there comes a time where you have to look at it and go, man, this just isn't, this isn't working right. And I could tie this all back into my two decade marriage is there's many times that there were parts and on that where I'm like, man, this just isn't working. I, I got to try something different. But it's like, no, I was so fixated on that being the solution, that relationship being the solution, that getting back to the, the, uh, the love bombing of the, of the days early, the early days, getting back to what I expected that fantasy to be. And it was just really tough to be able to say, you know, well, what if I just did something different? What if I set a boundary and try to value myself just a little bit more. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe not, not completely, you know, maybe not. I can be completely like, okay, it's all about me now, but I just wanted to throw that out there. I wanted you guys to think about that, especially as we're kind of wrapping up the year and this year, well, this month, I guess we got one starting tomorrow, the first day of Christmas. How the hell did that happen? My God, it just seems like the other day we were in the middle of, heck, it seemed like it was last year. It was like trying to, trying to plan for spring break. And then the whole world just went, just kind of went helter-skelter. Anyways, all right, let me see what's going on here in the comments so far. And then it looks like there's a caller, so I'll grab that in a moment. But... <laughs> this goes back to the The Will says, uh, wait, you mean I can't tell people the ex is a narc, narcity narc face? <laughs> uh, just be really careful who you say it to, Will. I mean, hopefully all of us have some core, core people we can trust that we can express that to. But uh, if you're in the middle of court, though, I'd be really careful because you don't really know who you can, who you actually can trust. All right. So on that, let me, uh, excuse me, let me, oh, I almost thought I dropped that. Let me go over here to the caller and I will bring them on. Hello and welcome to the show. Dwayne, how are you? Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I did. Frank. How are, how are you doing? You don't sound like you're doing too good, Frank. What's going on, man? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm per- first of all, I'm personally okay. You know, like, I'm not really shocked by what's happening. Right. But um, it's obviously still uh, a very bad situation for my children. You know, and it's, it's the nightmare that everyone has, right, that all of a sudden your kids refuse to see you. You know, and it's, it's it's one week, another week, and now it's been going on for six weeks, and uh, so it, it looks like it's taken hold, and um, it makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense, but you know, since when does parental alienation ever make sense? True. Um, you know, we all have that fear. We all research it. We all, you know, feel signs of it but when your kids are refusing to see that much you know it's like really taking hold and it's the nightmare scenario and you know you just you know I, I I meet actually with one of the experts on the topic who you actually had on your show who advises me and um, you know with with all of the preparation all of the you know, anticipating this happens, it's sort of like uh, a train wreck coming in slow motion that you see coming at you over the course of months and even years. It's just like this train wreck that you couldn't stop, even though you saw it in the works for, for many months and years. You can see this 
the signs of it early on. You're like, yeah, that could lead to it. That could lead to it. And the next thing you know, you're in it. Yeah. And it's just a nightmare, you know? And, um, I just feel so badly for anyone who's gone through this because it's one thing to fear for. It's another thing to be in it. And, um, there's really no great way to defend against it. I mean, there really isn't, you know, it's, um, it's not really recognized by the courts. The courts actually don't even want to hear the word. All the lawyers are talk to say, avoid the term. Yeah. Avoid the term parental alienation. So you're, you're like tiptoeing around trying to pretend that this other parent isn't as bad as you know they really are. No, I don't think that's really... <laughs> what you have to do is you have to focus on the behaviors. You don't say the words, but what you're trying to do is get the court to reckon, to have them come to the, to the realization of what's going on, right? I mean, it's not that you're tiptoeing around saying, oh, there's no problem here, but you're, you're still saying, well, there's a problem here. And these are, these are the behaviors that show it, you know, I don't know what it is, you know, and then try to, that, that's the way you do it. You know, I mean, and, and, and there's a little nuance to it because you're right. I mean, if you go in and you basically like, oh no, everything's okay. It's just a little, there's just a few little minor problems. No, they're serious problems. You just have to be careful how you word it. So let me ask you this. You you said you yeah. haven't seen the kids in six. So the kids have decided your young under, you know, if I remember correctly, under 10 year old kids have decided they don't want to see you anymore. Even though there's a court order that says you can yeah. see the kids. That's what's happened. Yeah, basically. And, and, and then the judge was officer of the court started emailing the mother saying that you must produce the kids unless they're physically resisting. You need to give them to the father. And then next thing you know, she says, Oh, they're physically, oh, well, yeah. they're physically resisting. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. If they, they, they fuck, they, sorry, they screwed up whenever they did that because they gave her an out. As soon as they said that, all she has to do now is say it. So now she's been empowered. So the, the problem is, is now you have to get back in court and you have to get a judge to, to say what, to ask what the hell's going on. Um, what's your attorney well, doing on that? Yeah. So the judge, so I shouldn't say the, the court has said that they have, they feel that I'm, I'm the problem. They've already said that based on, on false memories of what happened a few years ago in court where I was being accused of things and the accusations stuck in the court's mind. Um, and so it's just based on memory. And I've had a very bad experience with the court. I mean, the courts in my state are very unfavorable to fathers just in general right in general and then if you're if you're the, if you're not the money's parent as they say you know you have another disadvantage so i already have a disadvantage right there you know and then add in that the mother is very clever and you know she's very good at you know really doing it in a way so that it's it's very covert. I, I think there's a lot of different ways you could badmouth the other parent. Oh, that, oh, absolutely. Or you could just make, or you could just make the experience so unpleasant that the kids eventually learn. Yeah. To negatively associate. Well, you know. Let me. I'm. I'm with that other. I'm a little confused because I think one of the last times we spoke, things you know you had had a, a decent experience in court and it looks like looked like things were changing so did you have another court hearing since the last time you called in where everything went to crap yeah yeah without getting too many details that was a good experience with one officer of the court oh, okay and then other officer of the court came back on another occasion who was really the, the individual that's usually presiding over the case so it was like um it was a temporary relief from the normal rigmarole of being looked at through a negative lens all the time right that's, why, that's the main reason why I'm successful i didn't do anything special i just in my opinion just had a different perspective from the court which helped tremendously um and then that angered the mother and, and now she basically well, and that's the yeah, and that's typically the problem is, is as soon as they lose, they don't they don't back down. It's like they double down. So, so what's your way exactly. forward now? What are you planning on doing now? 
So we have a proposal, which is to have um, some folks come in and actually supervise the exchanges. Okay. And, um, you know, the point of that is to allow for the, um, really, I mean, it's not, there's no force that they would use just to say, you know, we're, uh, we're here to just make sure that the children can transition and, Right. You know, I mean, it also just to help keep another a set of eyes on what's actually happening over there, right? Like, yeah, you know, are the kids actually physically resisting? Because if they're not, you know, it's like, okay, well then let's go, let's go. Put on your, you know, clothes and, and the mother. Yeah, exactly. That individual. No, dude, they so they come, when the court out. said to her that that if they're you know if they're physically resisting, then you don't have to do it. That was the worst freaking thing they could have said because. All you, all she has to do is, okay, Timmy, you know, now it's time to go. I don't want to go, you know, and stamps her, stamps her foot down. Oh, well that's physically, you know, they, they did a physical action. So uh, right. I, I don't, to, for the, you know, the court said, I don't have to send them. Right. Yeah. No, you, you got hosed. Oh, and yeah. what did your, I mean, you need to do something. I mean, that needs to be, re, re, that needs to be resolved quickly. And I know you can't get do quick. I mean, God, even, even if it wasn't for COVID, this is the worst possible time to get into court anyways. Yeah, you know, and I have another attorney that's advising me, and I have a parental alienation expert that's advising me, you know, and the solutions that my lawyer is coming up with, my, you know, the, the advisors I have are agreeing are probably the best options. It's just a very, very difficult situation. I mean, see, the thing is that I was going to mention earlier is if you, if you go after it and try to point out the behaviors, the only reason to bring that up is to file a contempt. Right. Or a change of custody. I mean, you, you don't just you don't just start saying they're doing this without some kind of goal. Right. Oh yeah, you absolutely. You have to have a goal. The problem is if you file for contempt, that's a big motion, and you, you kind of need a trial, and you're not going to get a trial right now. So all we've done then is the reason I'm going after this strategy, not just because the um, you know if we think it'll work, but because the other options where you said like just like you were saying, you can say these behaviors are bad, even if you don't say it's parental alienation. These are very bad behaviors. We have, there's a lot of bad behaviors, a lot of bad behaviors. Um, but it would take forever to resolve it, even in a well, normal setting. Yeah, but and but now it would really take forever. And then and then what happens? How I haven't seen the kids, but you know. Well, I mean, he, he, here's the thing, man. Here's the re- okay. So here's the reality, and I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. So you, you basically have to say or ask yourself, okay, so for the long haul, am I going to start this process up to do this bigger fight to try to finally get it, get something to change, or am I going to find a way just to live with it? Now, living with it right now sounds like you would never see your kids again. Yeah, sorry. There's a happy medium. And what, what is that? if these short-term solutions aren't agreeable to the court, which allows me to see the best solution of parental alienation is to see your kids. It's right. the best antidote, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if the solution for now, I, I, so after I get my kids, it doesn't even necessarily mean I'm going to back off and not still go after all the big things. Right. But I, my primary objective is to get the kids because they're at that point, they're preteen. And, and it's in the next few years, if I don't, if, if this sticks, I can have no leg scanner. Now, I actually think it's complete baloney, even when a teenager says they don't want to see a parent, had it been nothing but loving. But unfortunately, the courts are so confused by it, they just don't understand parental alienation. And so, for some reason, you know, and that's what, and she's been saying that for years. And one day they're going to be old enough and they're going to make up their own mind. And I always think, what does she mean by that? Now I realize because she always planned on brainwashing them. Well, yeah, and um, and the the problem with yeah. the court system though is it's real easy for them to if they don't understand it. Whenever your 13 or 14 or 15 year old has other things and it's like, well, I don't want to go see daddy because I have this school function or, or, you know, it's creating a problem in their social life or whatever. And you can, that can easily be manipulated. So yeah, you're, you're right, but you still have a couple of years to, to turn this around. So, I mean, you just have to stay with it and just, and just keep fighting the fight. Yeah. I'm not giving up at all. I mean, I'm, very determined. Good. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that. But it's, it's, it's very determined. You know, I'm obviously a little down because this is just a very bad scenario. But you know, I'm you know constantly in touch with my lawyer, and 
you know, they actually had, one of the reasons I'm a little down is because, you know, someone from the court had a call with the kid late last week. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the kids just, you know, they probably didn't explain what's going on. If yeah. they can, if they can well, how, and, to me, and, why are they going to? Well, and, and, the, and the flip side to yeah. it is, is there, if somebody from the court is calling them, you know, while their mom's right there, what the hell are the kids going to say? Oh, everything's fine. Well, that's the other thing. No, I, I like it this way. Yeah. It was actually supposed to happen at my place, but I was supposed to have the kids Wednesday, Thursday, and half of Friday, and I didn't see them at all for Thanksgiving break, including Thanksgiving. I was supposed to have it this year, which was sad. You know, I made the turkey and everything. Um, and then, uh, and then the call was supposed to happen on Friday morning, and I didn't get the kids for that either. And then I went to her place. I didn't get the kids. And then I see her car parked in front of the building. And I've noticed she doesn't leave till 20 minutes after the call starts. So I'm like, okay, I thought they told me, and she was cc on all of this. You need to leave the apartment and have a, where you can stay with the kids if they don't feel the influence. And, and that didn't happen right place. And I had a, a, of her leaving her apartment, going in her car, you know, so I have all the evidence. So, you know, I, there's a lot, she's done a lot of bad stuff. It's just, it's just a lot of times just finding the opening, you know, yeah. in court. I mean, it's, Really depends on where you live. It, it really varies from state mm-hmm. to state. It's um, California is not even that great, but it's infinitely better than where I live. And um, I, yeah, and the ironic thing there's some states where you think that aren't so progressive. You know, it has nothing to do with being quote progressive or liberal. You know, it has it's politically. It's, it, it, it there's no rhyme or reason to it. it. You can't really figure it out politically. There's just very confusing kind of topics politically. And, um, you know, I mean, the bottom line is that uh, the main people who object to shared parenting is the Bar Association. <laughs> and they admit that it's because it would reduce the fees, the conflict would go down. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, if it made it other, to where none of this other, crap was even happening, you wouldn't be in this situation. That's that's a very adversarial yeah, situation. Extreme feminist. Not, not, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with feminism. I, it's a good thing of a daughter, but the extremists, the ones who right. seem angry at men, feel that women should have, you know, all the rights. And I, I don't mean to degrade any of the women who are listening to the show, you know, because I know dads do this too. But you know, in terms of society and politics and social issues, you know, the the, the men have uh, more of an uphill battle on this stuff. Um, and, uh, a lot of women see that. Hopefully, you know, all the listeners see it too. I don't mean to offend anybody, but, um, yeah, so that's the situation, Dwayne. It's, it's tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm relentless. So, well, you're, yeah, and also and going through the holidays right now, that's going to nail you even more because it's just going to make this pain even, even harder. So, well, I'm glad to hear that you're you're still in it for the long haul. You still have a way forward. Obviously, you're a little down because of the you know the even you even have to do this, but but uh, hang in there, man, and uh, keep us updated on what's going on. So, you know what, guys, and that that brings up a good point. Not a good point, but uh, I guess a reality of this is that oftentimes. A lot of this stuff starts in the holidays. You know, if, if you're new to this, you might basically be rolling in and dealing with your first holidays where you're being erased or manipulated or, or whatever. And it just, I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, I mean, and, and it's by design, right? It's like, it's a punishment to try to really hit back at you. It's like, okay, let's take the time that, you know, you should have at least some, some, interaction with your child or your children in his case and the caller's case and uh let me just really rub salt into this wound the other problem is whenever the courts throw something out there when he said when he was talking about how oh well you know if the if uh if they're not physically you know as long as they're not physically doing this then you 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 have to make them go and then amazingly enough what the day after Oh, I'm sorry. They're doing this. I, you know, I don't, I just, what can I do? It's amazing how they get into this, that mode. I had a similar, kind of similar experience 
with my oldest way back when, when he was in high school, uh, he had hurt himself. Uh, his, uh, basically his hip was really messed up. So he couldn't really, walk. he's got cerebral palsy. So it creates an, you know, extra layer of complexity just on its own. And he was having a hard time moving around. And, uh, I tried to get him into his pediatrician. Actually I did. I, well, let me back up. I got an appointment for the pediatrician. This is early on, right? I mean, we're not even, I think we're on maybe temporary orders. We're still going through the custody evaluation. You know, I mean, it's in the middle, in the midst of everything. And I, I remember at one point, I'm like, hey, you know, he has, I, I got an appointment for him. You know, do you want to take him or do you want me to take him? And the comment that came back was, he has a hair appointment. You, know, you can take him on a different day. I was like, what? What the fuck? Oh, I'm laughing now. I tell you, I wasn't laughing then. I about freaking came unglued. I go, okay, let me clarify. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I absolutely came unglued. But what I ended up doing is, uh, you know, the, one of the school tool, or his aide called me and, and it's like, or one of the teachers and said, you know, man, he's in, he's in a lot of pain. And I said, well, let me tell you what, you know, mom says he's not in constant pain. So it's not worthy of taking him to the doctor. Now, this is a situation where I guess technically the tides were turned and it was used against, against the toxic person. So they just called and said, hey, Miss Psycho, uh, just to let you know, uh, your, your child is now in constant pain. And uh, if you guys had heard this story before, because I know I've told it before, basically I get a voicemail saying, well, now he's in constant pain. And she took him to urgent care. Didn't even take him to his pediatrician, took him to urgent care. It's like, give me a break. You know, these people are the most self-absorbed, evil people. Okay, maybe not the most evil, right? I mean, okay, there's worse. There are people who are, who are, who are worse. But to have zero empathy and to do this just for your own personal gain, just to get, to get uh, what they want, and sometimes you don't even really know what exactly is the main driver. I mean, what exactly are they looking for? I think most of the time we think, we think it's to punish us. And over my almost decade of dealing with this, I've come to realize that I'm just collateral damage in my story with her. Most of the things that were done, I do not think they were intentionally done to hurt me. It was basically the thought process is, okay, you don't exist anymore. So I'm going to pretend like you don't matter. And I'm going to try to move you out of the picture as much as possible. Not necessarily to hurt me, but just it's like, okay, boom, click, you know, you know, the, 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 the instant happened and uh, the, the flip, the switched flipped and you don't matter anymore. And I think that's what a hard time a lot of us have is, is like, how do you go from a relationship where you have kids and you're in this, you know, you're cruising along. I'm not sure which way I'm supposed to be going on this, but you know, you're cruising along on a path. And then one day, whenever, typically whenever you start to put your foot down or you start to set a boundary or they realize either they realize they can't control you anymore, or maybe they've just got tired of you and found somebody else, but it's like, they just erase you. And then their goal is like, how do I get this person out? And it's like, how do I make this so freaking horrible to where the person just gives up? And, you know, it's tough. It's tough to, uh, to get to that point. iTumblr says DSD sounds pretty bad to use that against her in court. Oh, wait a minute. Sounds pretty bad to use that against her in court. I'm assuming there's probably a comma in there that I should be using that. Uh, 
I would say, you know, the, the problem is that, that didn't necessarily make it into court, but I did talk to my attorney and they were surprised. They're like, she said, what? You know, like the whole hair thing. So I think what ultimately happened also is, uh, I, th- I think they called her attorney and they probably called her and said, what in the world are you doing? You know, do you realize how bad this is going to make you look? Lilla says, I wish I was just collateral. Maybe it would be, maybe it would be a lot easier to get over because you're not asking yourself what you could have done to deserve that, deserve what they did. Lilith, I spent years asking that question. Like, what happened? Why is this happening? What in the world did I do to even cause all? I mean, to to get this type of reaction. I just could I was like, what? So it's uh it's it's one of those things that's super tough. There's no easy thing around it. You can look around and say, oh, it would have been easy easier this way or that way, but it really isn't. Right. I mean, it's like it's the pain is the same. I was talking. Let me back up. I was talking to a a friend of mine and more like an acquaintance, but they were going through a tough relationship. They're, you know, divorce. And uh, their ex had got with somebody pretty quick. And then they were like, well, that's the reason if it wasn't if it wasn't for this person, none of this would have happened. You know, and it's like, no matter what, we're stuck in this mode to where we're trying to, ra- um, not rationalize it, but, but to figure it all out. And there's no clear answer. And I remember what I told them is I'm like, well, I hear what you're saying. And yes, that's hard. But imagine if there's not another person and now you're asking yourself, you know, well, wait a minute, there's not another person. I mean, what I'm so, I'm such a piece of crap that I'm not worth anything fighting for. I mean, it it doesn't matter. It's like all of this is painful. All of this causes a tremendous amount of, I mean, even if you don't have kids, it causes a tremendous amount of stress and chaos. And it's just incredibly hard to get through. So. Oh, I hear this, John. This is a comment. That's not uh, it's a conversation, a side conversation, but I like, I can understand this. John had said, I have to re- I have referred to myself in court as a throwaway dad. I still use that today. And that's what it feels like, right? It's like they're trying to erase you out of it. They're they're like even what the caller was saying earlier. I mean, it's it's not so in your face most of the time. Most of the time it's very covert, it's very subtle. There's a lot of of uh manipulation going on that just masks everything. It's not in your face where the other person is, you know, doing the clockwork, clock, clockwork orange, if I'm remembering it right, you know, brainwashing the kids that way to where somebody walked in, they would be like, holy crap, what the hell's going on here? It's, it's very subtle and it's really hard to fight because it's not in your face. And then what ends up happening is, is you try pointing it out and then you look like the person who's overtly trying to alienate the kids. That's exactly what I went through. You know, I've had so many times where the kids are like, oh, mommy never, mommy never says anything bad about you, but you hate mommy. <laughs> That's because she's Satan. <laughs> Anyways, so it's tough, right? It's like, how do you fight that? How do you fight that when it's a psychological warfare going on and the other person is using really manipulative, underhanded tactics, and you're trying to just confront things head on. And by confronting things head on, you look like the one who's talking about too much stuff. And you feel like you're just lost spiraling out of control. The, the solution on this is to basically be at the point to where you, you have interaction with your children and you focus 100% on your relationship with them, not trying to deprogram them because it won't effing work. You just you un, you do it by basically demonstrating that it's not true. And it's it's incredibly stressful. It's tiring. And it's easy to just get worn out, worn down and want to want to quit or give up. 
that's one thing I was glad to hear about with the caller is that, you know, at least they're not at that mode. I mean, I've have talked to people before who are just like, I can't do this anymore. This is killing me. And typically in that situation, I'll deep dive some more into the, if it's a coaching call, deep dive into more of what's going on, what's going on in the moment, you know, and I mean, if there's, if it's to the point where the person's completely, they've completely drained and it's not, it's not coupled with, with a situational, you know, instance, like with what we were just talking about with the holidays and whatnot. I mean, if it's just one of those things where it's just continuing to go on and on and on at some point you have to, you swing for the fences and if it doesn't work, then you, you say, okay, you know what? I'll, I, I have to move on with my life. I have to try something different. And you try to start picking up the pieces. The, the sad reality is typically what happens is even if you do that, these people have a tendency to come back and just, you know, boop, or jam you right in the eye to try to get, uh, it's like, oh, wait a minute. No, you don't get to escape and not think about me anymore. Oh, oh no, no, no. Let me, uh, let me just rear my ugly head and throw something out there. I have a, a person I've worked with who's got into a situation where they lost uh, parental rights of their, well, they gave up the parental rights of their kids because they're just like, they, they had lost. They got checkmated in court. So technically, legally, these kids are not their kids anymore. And these garbage human beings still will like, oh, well, aren't you going to, you know, help pay for this for your child, you know, for your daughter or for your child. And, uh, I mean, and they just are constantly just jabbing her in the eye, trying to get, uh, I mean, just to mess with them. Now the kids are now over 18 and this person's been able to reestablish a relationship with her daughter only technically because of chaos and the fact that the other, you know, the, the, the quote unquote legal parents now, uh, you know, cast her aside. So she needed extra help. Meaning the, the 19 year old kid. So anyways, all right, let me just double check the comment. (laughs) I see you guys saw the boob. That's funny. It is cool to see all the uh, these custom emoji boop things, which I spent a lot of time designing, by the way. That wasn't easy because I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> I guess technically, if it's something takes long because you don't know what you're doing, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. All right, I'm going to go to uh, another caller. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, it's Hi, Tumblers. Hey, hi, Tumblers. How you doing this morning? Hey, I'm good. How about yourself? All right. <laughs> well, I, I was listening to what you were saying, and I think it just hit me about, and it literally, because I've been trying to make sense of this for the past over a year since the whole custody legitimation process started. And it was just what you said about, you know, it doesn't even seem like they might not be trying to hurt you. But it's just the fact that I guess they call it the discard of actually um, just acting like you don't even exist, you know, and how hurtful that can be. Like trying to take the kid away from the other parents. um, I mean, trying to take the kid away from the other parent. And they're just trying and then they just try their best to see the court system to make sure that you are non-existent. (laughs) Yeah. But it's crazy how these people they they act like everything's just normal you know like it's just like they just yeah it's not like they're really trying they are trying but it's like they don't even have to try to a degree it's like it's it's just nuts and i think what you just said was and i can't remember how exactly you said it but it just like it just hit me i was like because for the first couple months i was like how can a person do this to somebody that you have a kid with like and i had a so i had issues with so the thing that kind of, so the thing that really, we were already having relationship issues. And the thing that kind of hit me the, the last part was that I was finding out that she was still speaking with her ex-boyfriend. 
and she was hiding that behind my back. Right. And I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I just can't, I can't do this. So like after we broke, after I broke up with her and I was like, she won't talk to me, but it's like, she will talk to all, she will speak with all these other ex-boyfriends. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? So and a lot of these ex-boyfriends, they, like, live in, in another state because she lived in another state for a good while. And I was like, how does this make sense? So you have a kid with me, and I'm just a good dad trying to be involved in our kid's life. And you're, you're putting me down, like, a bad, like, road by making me go to court, by emotionally and financially abusing me. But you will speak to your ex-boyfriends that don't even they don't even mean they, I mean, as far as I, as far as I understand, like normally they shouldn't even mean anything to the person anymore. So, well, well but keep in, just, keep in mind though, man, a lot of times with these, the, the, the typical pattern of, of these toxic people is to also have people in the background, right? So it, it sounds like what she's doing with those old boyfriends is just hoovering around to see, you know, to see what's there. Right. So, you know, you're out of the picture and now it's like, okay, I'm looking for a backup plan and trying to keep multiple options in play. That's all that is. I mean, it drives you crazy because you're thinking, well, hey, wait a minute. We have a child together. We should be focused on trying to at yeah. least be, you know, we should be acting friendly and having these conversations to, to set a better environment for our child. But that's not what they care about. They're not thinking about, you know, she's not thinking about what's best for her child and your child. She's thinking what's best for her. And probably since, you know, she was messing with you with your head and you finally said, Hey, okay, enough is enough. I'm not going to play these games anymore, at least in a romantic level with you. Well, as soon as you do that and they realize, Oh crap, they're on to me. They don't, you know, they're not going to play this game anymore. Then it's like, okay, well you don't exist and let me move on to something else. And even sometimes during that, you not, you don't exist phase. It's also to see, are you going to come crawling back? You know, that's where like a silent treatment, it's what's different between a disc, uh, a no contact and a silent treatment. No contact is when you're staying away from somebody to save your sanity. A silent treatment is when you're punishing someone to try to modify their behavior. You know, I mean, and that could, that's what she did. yeah. That's what she did. It's me. She just like ignored yeah. me. And, uh, and I was like, when I was trying to do like things that were good for our kid, like, and she just ignored me. And I was like, man, how, and then the thing that kind of pissed me off was like, she, so we had to go through the discovery phase and it was like, if it, and so one of the things that they request from the court is that if you've um, ever spoken about the ex, if you have any text messages about speaking about the ex or the child, please like show that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, she showed, I mean, she sent, I mean, like, I guess she gave me her face, she exchanged her Facebook messages, uh, speaking with all these other guys in the meantime, as we're going through this about our kid. And, you know, like, it's just like, she's like saying like, yeah, she's, she's walking now. Or like, she's, she can say like a few words. And I'm like, thinking, I'm like, you will say, you will say this stuff to all these random guys. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm over here. I don't even know what's happening with my child because you're ignoring me for the past like seven months. Right. And you can, and I get what these guys are trying to do is like they're trying to get get with my ex. You know, yep. they act like they're trying to act like they really care about my daughter. You know. And oh yeah, they're going to shower her with praise. I mean, if they're trying to get you know get something quote unquote from her, they're going to be yep. super attentive, giving her basically a lot of emotional supply. Yeah. And I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you look at, okay, think about it from, pretend for a moment that you're emotionally sick in the head and you're just trying to get your cup filled. Well, are you going to go to your ex who isn't playing your game anymore and isn't going to be like, oh, you're such a great mom. Oh, that's so awesome that they're, you know, they're walking or said the first word, you know, you must be so proud. You know, I mean, it, you're, you're not going to, I mean, that person's not going to do it anymore. So you're going to go around and find people who are going to basically kiss your butt and tell you what you want to hear and pump you up and you're going to f- focus your time on that. You know, I mean, and the sad reality is a lot of times these toxic people are so emotionally damaged that even if you were the best guy in the world and you probably were in their own mind, they don't feel like yeah. they deserve it. 
because they, because they were raised in a crappy family and their childhood wounds they have never healed. And they sabotage it because it doesn't, want, it doesn't fit with the narrative that they've been programmed with or that they believe themselves, you know? I mean, that's, that's the sad reality is you'll see these people who they can love bomb somebody and someone can be exactly what they want. But when they get into it, it's triggering all these, well, basically all these PTSD instances in the back. They don't know how to deal with it. So they destroy it. They destroy the relationship because they don't feel they deserve it in the first place. Yeah, I think the way you like you have a full understanding of it. And I thought I really did. But when you, when you just said it, it was like, I've been trying to make sense of this. And I understood and I get and I understood that as far as the family court system, as far as that, you can never make sense of this stuff. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. There's everyone has their own interests. The system has their own interests. Sex has their own interests. And you just can't, if you try to make sense of it too much, you'll drive yourself crazy. Absolutely. And I think like the way you said it was like, maybe that was the answer that I was trying to get for all these months. And it was just like, it's like, maybe she's not even trying to hurt me. It's just that, I mean, I think, yeah, to a degree it is, but the way that you said, I, I can't remember exactly the exact word that you, how you put it, but it was, it was, it just made sense. And I was like, and I always try to convince myself. I was like, um, like she would, she had some good things that happened for her that you think from the outside, it's like very materialistic things, like new house, new job and all this other stuff. Um, and I mean, it's a bigger house, nice house, but it was like, it's, I'm like, is she trying to do all this stuff just to like make me feel jealous? Like as I'm like struggling to go through this whole thing, she's over here getting a new house, getting a new job. And maybe I'm like, and then I'm like thinking maybe she's not doing it for all that. I mean, maybe, yeah, it's uh, helped to help her boost her own ego about herself, but maybe it's just not to intentionally hurt me. She just, she's going to do what she's going to do because she's, you're, you're not in the picture anymore. She doesn't care about you. And I, and I, and I got that, but I think to a degree, it's like, it's not about trying to hurt you all the time. It's just about, they literally cared about you and they're going to move on with their life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and the, and the reality is, is like, you have to get to the point with like the black hole thinking topic. I, I have that video on It's like, if they win the million, if they win the lottery, right. I mean, if it's like the, everything in the world is going well for them, you just have to stop looking at it because it's, it, it's, it's an endless pit of sorrow for us to get stuck in that mode. Just trying to, trying to figure them out. The, the, the reality yeah. is though, is that here's, here's the crazy part about it. Is she can have the nice house, the better job, but fundamentally at night when she's by herself or even, you know, when by herself, I, I mean, maybe even there's someone else in the house, but in her own head, she's not a happy person. These yeah. people can't be happy. They can fake it. They can pretend it, but they just bring so much chaos into their lives because they need it. And the, the reality is, is that we have the ability to break free from that and it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to do, but we can break free from it and actually have a, a good life in spite of all the crap that they've that we've endured. Right. Yeah. I just I, it's my sister. So she's she's came to my like family event, and she never looked happy. It was like she yeah. would, she would act like she was not content and I'm just like and I could see it on her face and I could see the way my family was it's just like what is wrong with her like why does she like we're just trying to spend time with her you know when she was around and and I was like and I even spoke with her about it on, on the side I'm like I was like I need you and that sounds so pathetic just the fact that I had to say it to her but I was like okay, I need you to act like I need you to look engaged with my family because yeah. you're not looking like that and even after telling her it's like these things like didn't process in her mind and um, my family just says she doesn't look like she's happy. Like she just doesn't look like a happy. Well, and I would have all the things. What I would add in on that is, is it's highly possible if you have a good family and you're in a situation where it's everything that, you know, let's, I mean, not everything's perfect, but let's say it's, it's a pretty good family and she never had that. That could be a triggering point to where it's a, it's basically hitting that old wound that she never had that. 
you know, there's a lot of things that are going on on this. And, and I mean, and, and the reality is, is we all need to become better able to discern people who have emotional problems and unfortunately just stay the fuck away from them because it's, you know, I mean, it's one thing if it's your child, you know, it's one thing if you've been married and you've been with this person for, you know, like in my situation, a couple of decades, you know, okay, you've already committed, but we all need to be look, look out more and really decide who we're going to get with and not make excuses for things. And just if some, like, like when you're talking about that, if that was before you guys were together or had a child, you know, we need to be able to see those red flags and say, Oh, F this, you know, um, this is not, this is not the nightmare I want to dip my toe into. So anyway, yeah, definitely. I, I felt like, and I'm like, man, I hope I never act like I get so in a mode of like, quote unquote love, you know, like yeah. I watched one of your videos and you're like, if it was, if it's the right relationship, you have to give it some time yeah, and it will all come. But if you're just going to like, you know, you're getting love bomb, like in that, like making you want to love bomb them back because it, you feel like they're the quote unquote. And I don't, I don't know if I ever believe it, but there's the one, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, um, yeah, it's just not setting up a healthy situation. It well, made me like, you know, and the, red flags about her. Right. And I'd say the crazy part, here's the crazy part about the one right? If it is your soulmate, if you found somebody who is the one, why in the, why in the hell do you have to do it fast? You know, I mean, I know I've, I got into that. It's like, oh my God, we got to get married. I, I got to make sure. I mean, it's like, but even in that, the thing, if it's the one you don't have, you shouldn't have to like rush in to lock it in. It doesn't make sense. Cause if it's not the one, then it, then it's not going to last. You know, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things where, where in my mind now I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. It would be nice. I mean, okay, let me back up. I get that if you're younger, I mean, okay, so I'm 50. So, I mean, I'm not planning on having more kids, you know, that's not what I'm looking at. So, I mean, I understand if you're like, okay, the biological clock's ticking, you know, if you're in your late twenties or early thirties, you're like, oh crap, you know, I want to have a family and I want to you know, you can get in that mode or that mindset where you think that you need to speed things along, but don't, you know, I mean, it's like, if no, you're going to, if it. you're going to jump out of an airplane, are you going to, are you going to not do the check on your parachute and go through all the safety checks? Or are you going to say, Oh my God, I want to jump out of this plane so bad. Let's go. Let's go. Well, do you want to check your parachute there first there, buddy? No, no, no. It's good. I, I threw it on. Uh, doesn't look like it's right. No, it's fine. Let's go. You know, then you jump out of the fricking plane and the pair, you know, your backpack flies off, your parachute flies off and you're like, Oh shit. Damn it. Yeah, man. I thought something wasn't right before I got onto that plane. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like the, the getting into a serious relationship with somebody and having a kid is, is such a serious thing. My God, we spend more time you know, filling out the damn loan paperwork to buy a car and struggling with whether we think we should really do that. And that if we make a mistake, you can still get out of it. It doesn't totally screw your life up, you know? Anyways. That's a, that's a great point. A lot of people don't think about it like that. But, um, but yeah, what you said really made sense. And I was like, oh my God, I got to call him because I think he just answered my question about like, I mean, the, my own question to my, what's my, to my question. Answered yeah. my. I'm sorry, I'm having a like. No, no, I know what you're saying. Answered man. my own. Yeah. For the, for the last like couple months about this person, I'm just like, maybe she just never cared, and maybe those the things that she's doing of like acting like I'm non-existent, you know, like I don't know, you know, I, just the way you said it was first. So yeah. I'll, I'll have to rewatch the video, but cool. The other two things that I think could help your viewers, you know, since these are very alienated parents, if you're using an app called OFW, and I just started doing this last week, um. Put, so there's a thing called moments and it's basically making journal entries. What I started doing now, instead of giving them milestones or like good things that have happened for the child, saying it directly to the ex, I would direct that those moments, those good things, um, just saying yeah. in a message towards, towards the kid. So I say like, let's just say my kid's name was uh, Timmy. I always Samantha. use Timmy. I like. <laughs> Samantha, yeah, Samantha. <laughs> so let's just say Timmy. All right, Timmy. Um, you walked for the past thirty minutes. You know that was the first time that you ever did it. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Love, Dad. Something like that. 
So that way, it's not like you're giving the X, like, because I used to do that. I used to give put those milestones, like, I wouldn't say, like, to my ex's name. I wouldn't say, like, to my to my daughter. I would just say, um, I would just write, like, what happened. But right. now, going forward, it's like, because I don't know if she's ever going to use that silver bullet against me or whatever, and that they try to use my moments against me before and it backfired on them. I was like, you know what, maybe writing a nice, sincere message to the kid for the future is probably one of the best things that you can do. So that way, it's not like, it doesn't look like you're trying to get your ex's attention, like yeah. you're telling it towards them. But what you're doing is, is that you're directing that in the future for your child. So that way, when they look back at this stuff in the next 17, 18 years, they're like, hey, you know, this is a really nice thing from my dad, you know, saying this type of stuff. Mom, what did you do? Or yeah. dad, what did you do? Yeah. And I just explain like, look, I don't, I'm not, I'm not crazy about your mom. I'm not crazy about the ex, but I love you enough. <laughs> to still try to work as best as I can on your behalf, despite that the ex won't do that for you. I mean, despite the fact, I wouldn't say that for you, but despite the fact that they won't do that, same respect for me. Because really, this is good for them to know where you're going, the good things that are happening for you, but also, it's mo most importantly, it's for you yeah. to know to go back and meaning you, the, the child. So um, it's just a thought, you know, in the future, if you ever go going back to court, um, your lawyer or yourself, your coach, I can use that on, you know, like, Hey, this is the type of stuff that I do. Um, it, it actually keeps me away from making snarky comments <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah. Cause I used to get, I do that a little bit to try to like get her, you know, but oh yeah, it, since I'm writing as much as my kids, it's actually very good. So I just want to say that out there as a, maybe a recommendation for somebody that could help. All right. Thanks, man. So we're starting to run out of time. You know, just, I want to dovetail with what he was just talking about at the end with, uh, the snarky comments. That's why like hybrid, no contact is so important. You, what you don't definitely, what you don't want to do is put in writing snarky type comments because it just, it just creates, it creates more problems. At the end of the day, we're trying to create it, or basically what you're trying to do is set up a narrative to demonstrate that what he was like, what he was just saying that you are trying to, to, uh, be the best that you can be on it, that you're not trying to jab the other person in the eye and, oh my God, it's so hard not to do. There were so many times that I just, every chance I could get, I wanted to just stick my finger and go. That was a weird sound. That wasn't a boop, but, uh, and just get a little bit of payback, a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, justice. It's like, yeah, why don't, you know, let's have you feel some of the pain that I feel. And it's so crazy because it's, it's just a trap. It's a game that they want you to play. They want you to go down that pit of hell they want to know that they can they can control your emotions and the way you feel and that they can turn around and just you know negatively affect everything now and i know just to to clarify right i mean you could look at that and go wait a minute you just said that they don't care but part of it is is i think it's like they want you to go away it's like can i make this so freaking miserable that you just go away. Just leave, you know, leave me alone. I'm sure sometimes they'll say us, but meaning them and the kids, but it's, that's the trap. That is the trap that they try, that they're trying to do. They're trying to basically push you so far down that you just go. And like Chris Godinez talks a lot about it. It's like, they try to basically get you to take yourself out because then they know they don't have to worry about you and they can control the narrative. But on that it ain't gonna work it ain't gonna work they're not gonna be able to do it all right guys thanks for hanging out with me today i do want to thank the channel members if i can hit the right button and get it to work there we go thank you guys for becoming channel members and helping support keep the lights on and and uh the internet going and all that stuff i really appreciate it and i will be back here tomorrow 
take care of yourself and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>